All right, Mr. Anderson, as your doctor, I've got the results back from your test. And uh, okay, Doc, just give it to me straight. What did, what did the test show? Well, Mr. Anderson, un, I have to tell you that the test came back positive. Hell yeah. Oh, oh, okay, Mr. Anderson, you're, you're getting ahead of me here. Um, when we say a, a test is positive in, in the medical field, what we mean is it came back for having the thing we were testing you for, not that it was a good outcome. So I know that can be a little confusing because of the negative versus positive, but it did come back positive, which means that you do have a disease. Oh no, oh, oh, okay. Doc, give it to me straight. Is this disease terminal? Well, in not, well, it's, it's not a good disease to have. All right, Doc, just give it to me. What do I have? What do I have? Hit me up with it. All right, uh, you have giant dick. Hell yeah. No, Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson, it's... You got to let me... You got to let me finish. You got to let me finish the disease's name before you get excited about it. All I heard was giant... You're right, Doc. I'm sorry. All I heard was, was giant dick, and I was like, hell yeah, I've got a giant dick. You don't have a giant dick yet let me let me finish the disease's name okay can we can we do that yep okay hit me with it doc all right so the disease's name the, the full name of the disease is giant dick explosivitis uh what is is that like in reference to my huge loads no no it's not a reference to that sir it's so the way the disease works is that your penis will begin to expand exponentially uh, past its original size. And hell yeah. Okay, once again, you gotta let me finish. The, the context of what I'm saying, you, you're getting too excited by things when you shouldn't be, okay? Uh, okay, okay, all right, I'm sorry. So what happens? So your penis will begin to swell um in size as it massively fills with blood hell yeah okay just not done yet at which point the penis will eventually explode filling too full of blood and the blood will go everywhere and you will bleed out in a matter of minutes oh oh jesus doc that's who that's not good that sounds that sounds real bad uh, yeah, no, it, it is. All right, Doc. In that case, I got one last question. Give it to me straight. How long do I got? Well, you know, it's it's really hard to say. You could it could really happen at any moment. Um, however, um, I assumed you might have picked up on this as a context clue from standing in the room. Uh, but I will just you know point out to you that we did ask you to wait in a room we've covered in plastic sheets oh oh indeed oh indeed welcome to the show Hello and welcome back 
to Ruben Uncut. This is Ruben here, obviously. Today's topic is context and the power of context. You see, to fully understand any given situation, you must understand the full context of the situation. It can be easy to confuse or dilute that information. If you do not have the full context, it is easy to mislead a person. In fact, this is the way that a lot of our media today works, is through the creation of doubt, using statistics to undermine things by only giving you part of the statistic. Now, we're going to start off fairly innocently here, and then we're going to dive into things that are less innocent. And also, to be clear, this is... Now, I'll touch on that in a minute. Let's continue along. Let's start at the more innocent range of things. Now, one thing you may have heard recently from your environmentally friendly friends is that almond milk is bad for the environment because it takes up a lot of water. Man, you know, I'm, I pulled up a study to find out the full picture here. And let's go through some of the numbers here, okay? Reduce one liter of soy milk it takes 28 liters of water. To produce a liter of oat milk, it requires 48 liters of water. To produce rice milk, it requires 270 liters of water to produce the milk. And almond, the one you've heard is much maligned, is 371 liters of water to provide to create a liter of almond milk. Now, this, I will tell you, this is from a study uh, published on Statista. Now, technically, that means it was actually a study published somewhere else first, but uh, you have to pay for Statista for them to tell you where that original study was published. Ah, great way to gatekeep the information, Statista, but I understand it's capitalism. You're going to make money somehow. Uh, but the story was published on Statista by M. Shahabande, I, who I assume is some type of expert. And this is under the this is under agriculture and farming. And I know what you're thinking already, Ruben. That who? That's a lot of almond milk. Maybe going vegan is not great for the planet. Well, hold on. Now, the thing is, is that the idea that it takes a ridiculous amount of water to produce almond milk has been going around for a minute. Normally, as a way to, do, to discredit vegetarians or vegans and their almond milk drinking ways. Now, to be fair, I've given you a whole picture here, because normally all people do is list how much it takes to how much water it takes to produce almond milk and just leave it at that. I've given you a more complete picture here now. So now you know that almond milk consumes the most water per vegetarian milk option. Although coconut milk is not part of the study, nor is hemp milk. And I hear what you're thinking. Well, obviously then almond milk is the worst. Well, hold on, because guess what? I still haven't given you the full context, the full picture of the study, because we haven't talked about cow's milk yet. To produce cow's milk, it takes approximately 628 liters of water 
to produce a liter of cow's milk. And yes, I know this is clearly a European study, as I'm saying liters instead of gallons. I tried to find, I tried to find the statistics for the uh, for gallons, but I kept finding it on uh, sites that seemed kind of skewed. And also, the numbers were different than when I looked them up a year ago. Don't know if that's a new study or what, but uh, yeah, moving along. I went with the European study, so sue me. But so now I have created for you a more full picture of the situation. Many people were probably were like, oh, I guess I better give up being vegan. Go back to that cow's milk before I kill the planet. Well, no, the cow's milk actually worse than the almond milk. Turns out it takes a ridiculous amount of water to keep a cow alive and hydrated enough to produce milk. Now, to be fair, it also takes water to do things like grow almond trees and rice crops and oat milk and soy milk. These things all require water. But that's but the point here is, is that this is a narrative that is put forward to slant things, to get you to look this is specifically anti-almond milk propaganda. Now, I'm not here to endorse almond milk. It still did come in uh, fourth worst on the list out of five. Uh, so, you know, that's a thing. Now, to be fair, though, almonds are also, uh, per gram, one of the most nutritional nuts on the planet. It's, in, it's actually like a superfood. It's up there with walnuts. Walnuts and almonds. Uh, two of the healthiest, most nutrient-rich nuts on the planet. Just so you're, just to let you know that, <clears throat> or at least as far as my research has led me to believe, I am not. I'm not here to let you think that I'm some type of all-knowing genius. Only a crazy person would ever claim to be that. Where was I? All right. So now you have a fuller context of this concept. Another thing that is popularly put out uh, uh, to try and discredit vegetarians or vegans is you may have seen statements about how vegetarians and vegans don't seem to take into account the exploitation of human beings who work in the fields. And this is not a bad point. That is a serious issue. Now, to be fair, a vegan or vegetarian could also be a staunch union supporter and want to unionize these people. These things are not technically mutually exclusive. However, the more important point to what I'm talking about here is the fuller context, which is why does this statement that wants you to remind you of how vegans aren't remembering the cruelty towards migrant workers in food fields is ignoring how many people are abused in, you know, the industrial meat production <laughs> and how terrible and degrading those jobs are as well. You see, in the full picture, both these, both these food industries produce jobs that are terrible and exploit human labor in bad ways. In fact, fun fact, the book, The Jungle, uh, which I hope I got the name of that book right. I do most of this shit from memory, was a famous book about the meat industry in the early 20th century, all about how it exploited the workers and was generally disgusting. Now, the thing about that book is, is that that book would go on to inspire a huge amount of vegetarianism. Ironically, though, that wasn't the intent of the author, whose intent was to unionize the meatpacking industry. 
So sometimes we lose track of the context, don't we? These types of distortions of facts are done all the time for various different reasons. And they're normally done by people in power or your uncle on Facebook. But let's continue. So a thing you may have heard about, of course, is the lady who was burnt by coffee she got from McDonald's. Now, this is actually one of the most important news stories of the 90s, not, not politically or anything like that, but the fact that it clearly demonstrates the corruption of major corporations and some problems in our legal system. You see, almost as soon as the lawsuit of this woman who was burned by coffee that was too hot to be served came out, it was like the media suddenly, instantly seized upon this as a point of mockery. In, it became the go-to joke on the news cycle, but also in, in like, well, late night comedy. Everyone was doing monologues about people burning themselves with coffee. And after the trial was over, a lot of people liked to point to it as a sign of frivolous lawsuits. Now, the thing is, is that the term frivolous lawsuit implies that the person's complaint or claim wasn't worth suing over. The thing about it was, is that the, is that the idea that this incident was a frivolous lawsuit is one of the biggest lies ever perpetuated by the media at the behest of the McDonald's Corporation. One of the most important parts of the trial itself was that somehow, despite losing the case, McDonald's got a, got a gag order put in place on the woman who had won the case, which is a sign that corporations have way too much legal power. I mean, my God, that's, that's redonkulous. If you can lose a case and your lawyers can still fuck over the person who won, that's, that's, you got some powerful lawyers there, McDonald's. So the gag order basically said that she would never be able to talk about her side of what happened, which allowed McDonald's to make it look like some, some grifter had just stolen $1.4 million from them by playing the sympathy card to a jury. And that's sort of the image they put out to the world. However, however, that's um, not at all what happened. You see, they didn't just give her coffee that she didn't spilled on herself and burnt her crotch. Yeah, her crotch, people. They gave her coffee that was hot enough for her to need skin grafts. They had to graft skin onto her legs and crotch from other parts of her body or a donor. I'm not, I'm not sure how they were doing it in the 90s. She was suing McDonald's for $20,000 in medical bills. That's all she wanted. She was awarded one, I believe it was $1.4 or $1.2 million 
because the jury felt like a message needed to be sent to McDonald's. This was the jury's decision. They felt like McDonald's was getting off the hook lightly for what had happened to this woman. These are the people who actually sat in the room, got to hear all the evidence, and got to go into another room and analyze it. And yet, this story is repeated in the mainstream media as a moment of comedy. Oh, that silly lady burning her crutch with hot coffee? <laughs> what did you think was going to happen with hot coffee? As someone who has spilled hot drinks on themselves and even burned themselves while cooking, I've never had to get a fucking skin graft, yo. Never. I've never had to get a skin graft. And I've burned myself a number of weird ways, especially smoking weed. Uh, I once tried DMT. One time when I was trying DMT, I smoked DMT out of a crack pipe, um, which I don't recommend. Uh, I hit it, and then I literally put my thumb on the part of the, on the, part of the pipe that you apply the heat to and burn my goddamn thumb. Which, by the way, it's, it's impossible to blast off on DMT if you have also burned the shit out of your thumb. But guess what? I didn't need a skin graft. And I didn't need to sue a drug dealer. I didn't burn my... It hurt like a motherfucker, but I hadn't burnt myself so bad I needed a skin graft. I didn't... I've burnt myself... I used to work an oil fryer at work. I, not the work I do now, but like a job I had years ago. I have gotten spat on and burnt from oil in a fryer. That shit is fucking ridiculously hot. Like 375. Or like somewhere between 375 degrees and up to 450. That's how fucking ridiculously hot fryer oil is. And I've not had to get a screen grab. Now, in fairness on that one, if, if a large amount, if like it had fallen over on me or something and like spilled all over me, I probably would have. But the burns that I received from it were not bad enough that I ever needed to seek any hospital attention. This woman needed skin grafts. That's, that's honestly all you need to know. That coffee was too fucking hot. I've spilled hot liquids on myself. I've never needed a skin graft. If that coffee was so hot, the person needed a goddamn skin graft, it's literally into the story. So, of course, McDonald's was like, we cannot possibly let this woman tell her side of this story to the public. We will stop fighting this. The jury, the jury has awarded her this money, but our lawyers are going to fix it so she can never talk about any of this again. And we will just continue to perpetuate the idea that this was a waste of everyone's time and that we were not at fault. A lot of people complain about losing their free speech because they got put in Facebook jail or some shit. No, you didn't lose your freedom of speech. That lady from McDonald's who burned her crotch learned got lost her fucking freedom of speech you whiny bitches yeah i just called your crazy racist uncle a whiny bitch got something to say about it uh, all right 
And social media is also part of the problem, by the way. The thing I was just, that, that story was blown up by the regular media. However, social media, social media is also just as guilty doing just as many things to distort and confuse the situations of realities. Because sometimes your crazy uncle doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about before he starts posting. In fact, sometimes he didn't even read further past the headlines. Or maybe they got their information from some ridiculous bullshit artist like Libs of TikTok who just have a ridiculous axe to grind against homosexuals, the LGBTQ community, and trans people in general. Actually, wait, that should have been homosexuals, trans people, and the LGBTQ community in general. You know what I'm saying. Even if it's word salad, let's move along. The point is, is this Libs, Libs of TikTok bitch is out here distorting the reality because what this person I saw posted on Facebook and I had to look it up. I had to be like, I have to know what this is about. What they posted was that a field trip there, a school in Michigan had had a field trip to a fucking strip club. That's what he posted. That's how he worded. It. That was the language he chose to use. And I'll be honest, right off the bat, it sounds completely problematic and inappropriate. Like, questionable, beyond doubt. However, this wasn't exactly the full context of the story. And before anyone thinks I got the context of the story from a biased source, no, I got the context of the story from fucking foxnews.com. So... Let's get, let's, 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 I'm going to read you this article here. A trip from a Michigan school district brought students to a restaurant with an attached lounge that included stripper poles. According to trustees on the school board, they called the incident an example of poor judgment, which is fair once we have the larger context. The incident highlighted by Libs of TikTok's Twitter account showed middle school students pole dancing. Okay. So let me read you what lives a TikTok said. A middle school teacher in Roshcom schools, I don't know, it's some Twitter, allegedly took students to a strip club where they tried out pole dancing during a field trip. The story is being publicized now by a board trustee after the district has reportedly refused to address it. That's how Libs of TikTok reported the story. Does it seem like that's not a story? Actually, you know what? Here, let's see what the full conversation went like. Let's see if Libs of TikTok dug themselves out of this gross thing. Update. <laughs> School is now threatening. I don't care. Oh, no, they didn't elaborate. That's all the context Libs of TikTok gave. Terrific. That was. But basically, basically, someone on the board of the school got pissed about it. 
Someone named Andrew Weaver, who was a trustee on the school board, said students began dancing on the poles and took photos of the incident. It occurred in November of 2022 when a middle school teacher at Hart Middle School took kids on a school trip to the Detroit Symphony Orchestra, according to Weaver. Now, now, do you hear how that's different than what Libs of TikTok said? Now, in fairness, Libs of TikTok did post the larger context of what this person wrote. They posted a picture of it. However, the students were taken to lunch at Nikki's Pizza, which is attached to Nikki's Lounge. It is not clarified here whether Nikki's Lounge is actually a strip club. Actually, let's Google that. Let's check it. Let's let's check out what Nikki's Lounge's website says about them. Nikki's Lounge, <laughs> two and a half star pizza place. Okay, great. Uh, all right. Da, 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 da. I don't care about the reviews. I just want to know what more. Oh, oh, this is not the website. This is the place where people review it. What? Oh. Okay. Book your party tonight or a special event today at the heart of Greektown, Detroit. Okay. Detroit's premier nightclub. Bottle service includes. Oh wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is the this is the attached lounge. Okay. What are people are saying? Okay. Is it an actual? Is this an actual strip club, or is it just a fancy nightclub with stripper poles? Da, 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 da. Okay, it looks like they do events. Let's see if they get it. It's time to have fun. Ladies, grab your fellas, and fellas, grab your ladies. Come to Detroit's hottest party every Friday and Saturday night. Make your reservations. We feature four distinctly different areas that you can select from. Nikki's Lounge can be used for parties as small as 10 people and as large as 350. We can provide your private party with our set menu and entertainment. We can fully customize your event and cater to all your needs. Holy shit, it's not even a strip club. It's just a sweat. It's, it's, it's not a real strip club. Okay, it's just a nightclub. They have pictures on. Okay, and then they have pictures. And the pictures are all types of different events. There's a couple events where women are, were clothed, where. Well, they're clothed, but you know, they're not they're not dressed for church, but they are clothed. Uh, women dancing on, on poles, but there's also just people having parties. Okay, wow. I'm glad I looked this up because now I have even more context. Is context great, everyone? You know, I'm kind of happy I, I went this way. Okay, so I will say some of the pictures kind of risque but they are just pictures ha of people having parties. There are no strippers here. Oh my God, it's not a real strip club. It's a nightclub. Okay, okay, wow. Okay, good to know. Uh, on Yelp, they have two and a half stars. Let's see what a couple of these reviews say. The cool factor of this place is through the roof. If you're not paying attention, you can easily pass this place as I did. The exterior of the building kind of looks like a castle, which is quite cool to me, but their sign is tiny. The food is great. Uh, let's see here. When I walked in, uh, the greeter was kind. It kind of wanted us to sit at the bar, but me and my girlfriend requested a table. That was the only negative thing. The food was great, but my steak could have been a bit larger for $30. It could, uh, it's, wow. No one's talking about stripping. It's not a strip club. Not even a strip club. Holy shit, it's not even a strip club. Uh, 
Nikki's Pizza. Okay, what I should have looked up was Nikki's Pizza. Let's check out Nikki's Pizza, which is supposed to be attached to it. Take me. Nikki's Pizza is a family restaurant. <laughs> it's a family restaurant. It literally says on the webpage, family restaurant. Oh, my God. And the pictures from Fox and the inside of this thing confirmed to me that it's the same fucking place because it looks identical to the pictures on the Fox website. Wow. Wow. Okay, so what happened was the students were taking a lunch at Nikki's Pizza, which is attached to Nikki's Lounge. The students were moved from Nikki's Pizza due to lack of available space to the lounge. Weaver said on a post on Facebook, which actually makes sense. It, I don't know how many kids it was. They went to a symphony, so, symphony, so probably a lot of them. The nightclub itself says parties as, as small as 10 or groups as large as 350. It makes, it makes sense. The strip, it's not a strip club. Wow. He added the students tried some pole dancing and posted a photo of the incident with the kids' faces blocked. Now, <clears throat> so like, so like right there, I, like I can understand an overly sensitive person being alarmed by this. But the existence of dancing poles does not immediately mean strip club. Um, people like dancing on poles. There's a whole exercise. It's a whole exercise style now of, of pole dancing. Second of all, the kids didn't try pole dancing. They were playing on, they were playing on them like they were on a playground. This, thank you for blocking the faces, by the way. And, Oh, shred of decency there. Weaver ran for the board trustee for the board trustee position and won amid growing frustration of what he deemed were anti-parent shenanigans in the district. For example, a lawsuit that was settled for tens of thousands of dollars alleged the district was spying on parents' online conversations in Facebook groups and at least one case retaliating. A little bit weird but uh, irrelevant to this. The trustees of the board speaking in personal capacity told Fox Digital News Digital the district wasn't transparent when the incident occurred and didn't su sufficiently address parents' concerns about the controversy because the reality is, is what happened is they went to a pizza, a family pizza place that just happened to be attached to a nightclub owned by the same corporation. They got to the pizza place. The pizza place were like, oh shit, we can't, we, can't, we, we don't have room for this many kids. Uh, can we take you in the, there's no one in the lounge right now. Cause it's a, cause it's an event area, not a strip club. Holy shit. <laughs> wow. Context, everybody. How do we get here? How do we just, how do we not just communicate to clearly to parents what happened? A mistake was made and, addr and address it and make sure that we have the policies in place to prevent it from happening again in the future, he said. It's not a witch hunt. No one's going after anyone. It's really just about how do we make sure we communicate properly. And it's called Google. He should have Googled things before he freaked out. Uh, Fox News Digital reached out for the district to comment about the alleged pole dancing incident. They're calling it that. But like, oh man, it's nothing. It's a nothing burger. And I know that now. I was like, I now that I know more about Nikki's Lounge and what kind of business it actually is, I'm like, oh God, it's even less than nothing. Because before I was like, yeah, somebody fucked up there. And now I'm, it's blowing my mind. Rochester's community schools appreciate the strong teacher caregiver partnership. 
as we work together to enhance classroom learning opportunities. The district acknowledged the students were taken to Nikki's for lunch, but wouldn't comment further. Parents and caregivers are always encouraged throughout the school year to contact their school administrator with questions or concerns, the spokesperson said. Proposed field trips are evaluated by a curriculum team and require a parental guardian permission slip. RCS makes may ask parents, caregivers, or other responsible adults to serve as field trip chaperones when appropriate. Adult chaperones are required to complete background checks. The safety and security of our students and staff, school community, is always our priority. The superintendent of the district, Robert Shane, said he would consider bringing legal actions against the outspoken board trustee, Weaver. On December 21st of 2022, Dr. Shainer provided a letter to the Board of Education. The correspondence reinforced the need for the new board member to comply with board bylaws and codes of cooperation so that the district's focus on, can remain on the education of all RCS students. And the district stated the letter did not include any threats. Okay, so I will say, I, I have no problem with the idea of the school needing to be more transparent. Maybe if the parents had made it clear that this was in fact not a strip club, but an event center designed to help, designed to basically house swanky nightclub type parties. I mean, some of the parents would probably still be upset to hear their kids were in a swanky nightclub, even though it was during the day when there were no strippers or nightclub events going on at that time literally just a pizza place was like, hey, we own this other building. Would you mind if your kids ate in there because there's more room? That's what happened. And I mean, the school should be forthcoming about them. That let's just be just, I mean, technically it's in the news article, but maybe what they need to say is, hey, this wasn't a fucking strip club. Fucking Google them. It's not what it's not. It's it, Nikki's Lounge in Detroit is not a strip club. It's an event center aimed at the swanky nightclub crowd that just happens to have dancing poles in it. You see that? You see that? That's, that's the importance of context. That's the importance of context. If you don't dig for the context, people can lie to your face. And whether that's the media or the school district even in this case, because, you know, they're not doing themselves any favor, but the social media and the people you say see sharing news articles willy-nilly on Facebook and Twitter and whatever. Context is important. You got to get in there. got to get all up in the context. That's what I'm saying. So you got to think about the context of things before you immediately jump and freak out and start leaking... <laughs> Leaking, uh, leaking school district info. Um, all right. Well, uh, thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it. Please tell people about it. Um, please uh, listen to other episodes. Do whatever you do where you get your podcasts that will positively, positively affect me and whatever algorithm that podcast site seems to be running off. I really, I appreciate your support. Always get the context.